Welcome back guys, it's Mountain Meditations, you already know, so uh, if you guys remember, we're doing something kind of different uh, this time around, we're trying out new things, um, and one of these things is going to be a sort of a, a philosophy and a way of life. Tristan, uh, what are we talking about today? We're going to be talking about Stoicism. Ooh, now, like Chris uh, mentioned this before, but we had to restart. Um <laughs> It's, we're going through a crazy time. There's a lot of yeah. changes going on. Right. And you could, there's a lot of different ways you could handle this. You could budget your time. You could yeah. be responsible. Yeah. You could think about your actions and how they, be pragmatic about your, your responsibilities. Or True. you could go on to YouTube and you could watch different YouTubers talk about Marcus Aurelius. <laughs> and I went with the latter. <laughs> and it worked out surprisingly well so this is meet the guinea pigs we tried stoicism for a few weeks and uh the reason i did it personally because i had a lot going on i had just finished up my second summer semester i had to move out of my old apartment i had to move into my new apartment i had to fix up the house at an undisclosed location that only chris knows where i was um it's true it's the the mountain meditations compound we call it um <laughs> got this cat He's been around. He's really trying to bite me now. Uh, yeah, so I've been uh, applying stoic principles to my life to try and uh, try and handle all the stuff that's going on because I had a lot to do, like moving out of my old place, moving to my new place. Uh, I had I live about uh, the, the compound is about three hours away from Boom uh, by some direction that will remain unnamed. Yes. Uh, and it's not easy to just move into a new place where you have to drive three hours to move stuff. So I had to uh, had to move my old stuff, put in my new stuff. And it was all, it took three hours. I had to get some temporary storage. That worked out well. Uh, mm -hmm. It was just a lot going on. And principles of Stoicism put forth by people like Marcus Aurelius, Epictetus, etc. They helped me yeah. out. And uh, keeping my sanity a little more, getting a lot done, and managing to... Even have a little bit of free time to go to the gym in the meantime. Mm -hmm. Which is important because a healthy body is a healthy mind. Yeah. Strong people are more useful and harder to kill. That's true. <laughs> and so I, on my side of the story, I failed completely at stoicism right from the get-go. And I never really got it down. You can go watch my vlogs. I had a hard time... Um, just with a vast variety of things. I'm a very emotional person, and the way I react to things is always emotional. And sure, stoicism isn't about, like, it's not about stifling your emotions. It's not about um, cutting out all your feelings, but it's about dealing with them in a better way, in a more healthy way, and thinking in a different mindset in order so that you cut it off at the root. It's like you don't have those reactions anymore. And I wasn't very successful. Um, I actually have a few different topics I wanted to talk about uh, related oh. to stoicism. Uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure Tristan has a ton he wants to talk about. Oh, yeah. Um, but um, I, I think uh, one thing that helped me a lot, I'm going to start off by saying one thing that helped me a ton, was um, Marcus Aurelius had this metaphor in uh, The Meditations that he talked about where uh, he, he talked about having a uh, stepmom and having your mom and having going to visit your stepmom, but always having your mom to go back to. I'm going to read the quote. So when thou hast been compelled by circumstances to be disturbed in a manner, 
Quickly return to thyself, and do not continue out of tune longer than the compulsion lasts, for thou wilt have more mastery over the harmony by continually occurring, continually recurring to it. And so, this helped me a lot because I thought of, um, I thought of my, uh, I, I can call it a safe space. I know that that term has been ruined completely, but I, I sort of think of it that way as almost like I have a circle that I'm stepping into. If I ever have a reaction to something that is inappropriate or um, too emotional, I can just step literally into that circle and I have a completely different mindset. And for some reason, um, having it that way, having it feel like a sort of physical thing that I can journey to, uh, me and my wife, Amanda, I've mentioned her a bunch of times. We just finished watching Avatar for the first time. Uh, we never watched it when we were kids. Uh, we were very impressed and there were a lot of like really important topics that were discussed. Um, uh, one one is spirituality, definitely. And uh, I found that a lot of this actually related to um, Stoicism in different ways. Like, for example, Aang is the Avatar, if you haven't seen it before. I'm sure everyone has seen it, but uh, he's sort of like the chosen one. And he can sort of call upon his ancestors by traveling into the spirit world, and he doesn't have to physically move at all, and he doesn't really, like, leave. Like, he, he sort of mentally leaves his body. Um... And that's what we call, you know, meditation. Um, and that's heavily referenced in the Stoic scripts that uh, Tristan and I have been reading through. Uh, so um, Aang and the entire show was kind of centered around... Um, it, was, it was about a child who had... He was, really was a child. And he had all of this responsibility, but he had his own principles and rules. But he also lacked courage. And he lacked the ability to grow up. And, um, he would endanger, like, the world, basically, the fate of his world by constantly running away from his problems. When he needed to be training, he would go off exploring and disappear completely from sight and no one would know where Aang was. And so he wasn't able to face his demons, but he abided by his own principles. One positive thing about Aang is that he had principles and principles that his people taught him. Uh, the who were the um, airbenders, um, that he didn't think that murder was the right way to go about things and that killing people wasn't the right way to solve problems. And so the way he goes about ending the conflict at the end of the series uh, is a different way than most would. Even, even some of his ancestors were telling him what to do. He went against that for his own principles, which is a very oh. stoic idea. Um, he's a pacifist vegetarian <laughs> who must save the world uh, from the people who will do whatever they can to win. So it's sort of the way like Batman versus the Joker, you know, he has to follow his own rules. Turns out Batman was kind of a stoic in a lot of ways, too. Um, and of course, the people who follow rules are always put at a disadvantage from the people who don't abide by any rules, because those people are sort of free, in a way, from responsibility. And responsibility is always going to be harder. And so, yeah, um, Avatar, actually kind of a stoic TV show, I'd say. You know, there's another thing. It was uh, Avatar Kiyoshi, who talked to Aang a couple of times through the series. The first yeah. time was in the first season. They were in a, an earthbending village, I believe. And there was a some crazy emperor that everybody loved, and Ava Avatar Kiyoshi killed him, and they were putting Aang on trial for it. 
And yeah. Aang actually like brought Avatar Kyoshi's spirit forth towards the people in the trial. And they're trying to prove that Avatar Kyoshi didn't kill the Emperor this whole time. And finally, out of nowhere, Avatar Kyoshi feels like she, and she says, yeah, I killed him. That was me. I yeah. did that shit. Yeah. And she actually shows them. It's like, here's where I did it. Here's yeah. how I did it. And it was kind of, it was a very stoic principle. Is like, do, uh, she kind of accepted her responsibility that this guy was not the beloved king that they thought he was. He was insane. He was an insane conqueror. And right. she not only took that responsibility, but she had the utmost honesty about it. She said, yeah, I killed him. And that's, here's where I did it. Here's why yeah. I did it. And moving right. on, Aang actually tries to give her an out for that. When he's on top of the uh, the lion turtle, and he's trying to meditate uh, and talk about how to get rid of Fire Lord Ozai without killing him. Avatar, yeah. He says, you know, Ki- Kyoshi, you didn't really technically kill him. Like, you just separated the land, and he fell off to his own death. And Kyoshi says, yeah, I separated the land. He might have fallen off, but I, was, I made that possible. Whether or not I killed him, I don't really care. He had yeah. to die. If he hadn't died there, I would have taken care of it later. That's your yeah. responsibility as an avatar. This is what mm-hmm. you have to do. And right. you can't... If we're going to keep being nerds about it, you can think about uh, Uncle Ben from Spider-Man. Um, yes. Uncle Ben, famous for one quote, uh, with great power comes great responsibility. Also yeah. said no to pizza time at one point, which is crazy. <laughs> um, real ones know what video I'm referencing. But that is true. Ava- Avatar Aang can bend all four elements. And it's if you think about it, like he's absolutely broken, overpowered. And he has a certain responsibility to keep the world in balance, to yeah. uh, make sure things are going along smoothly. He doesn't want to simply impose himself on people however there are bad people out there that need to get dealt with right and there's another something that i wanted to talk about which is kind of like uh more branching off what chris said about emotionality i'm not quite as emotional about it i'm not trying to say i'm a hollow shell or that i don't feel but i just not as much of an emotional person as a lot of other people and when ang was trying to learn about the avatar state and he was talking to that monk the monk was teaching him like how to open his chakras uh, to let the Avatar State come out. Yeah. And he was talking about Katara. And he told him, you have to let Katara go in mm-hmm. order to uh, achieve the Avatar State. And I, I kind of, I'm with that. Because when I was uh, moving out of my old place, I had to be very efficient. I had to like get a lot of stuff done. I had to not only get like all my stuff out and into a place where, into temporary storage where I could keep it. But uh, they sent me a long list of... Um, things that I had to do to make sure I didn't get charged for stuff. And they said, it's like, if we have to repaint this wall, you're going to get charged a couple hundred dollars. If we have to move this much trash out, you're going to get charged a couple hundred dollars. So I really wanted to, to leave. I really wanted to leave. I was going to yeah. visit some friends later. And I, eventually I had to kind of let that go. And I had to, I had to let that plan go. I had to... Uh, just abandon it because I had so much stuff I had to get. I had to let that go. Kind of like, Aang, maybe should have let Katara go. Maybe should not have. You have mm-hmm. to... The thing about stoicism is that you don't want to just push your emotions down and um, and just let them fester. You want to be able to handle them but not let them be able to control you. So yeah. I was upset that I couldn't go out with some people I hadn't seen since high school, go out to a bar, have a good time. But I realized that in the long run, I needed that. I needed to not get charged hundreds of dollars just to move out of this apartment. So I had to mm-hmm. let that go, and I had to say, yeah, it's it's not going to be fun. Like looking through Snapchat, looking through Instagram, seeing, 
oh, we went out, we had this sick time, but I had, I had to let that go, do the right thing. And that's yeah. a big thing in Stoicism. It's not uh, abdicating emotions completely away from you. It's being right. able to analyze them with some kind of cold, calculating efficiency, which I really like, and then being able to uh, make the right decision in spite of what you may be feeling. Yes. And I had to, yeah. And Stoicism, that helps me a lot because yeah. I am not as mature as Chris. I can't deal with that shit quite as well. So it really helps to just ignore my feelings. <laughs> I like to think of my feelings as people, and I just hold their heads under the water until the bubbles stop coming up. And then they All right, die. let's, uh, <laughs> moving on from that. Um, I, one, of, one of the topics I wanted to talk about, I have, let's see, I think I have three or four. I have four, actually. And they're like versus type things. I'm pitting two ideas against each other. Right. Um, this might be a really long podcast. We might have to like split this in half. I'm not sure. But, um, yeah, we can do that. One of the first ones I have, actually the first one I have, is chaos versus routine. And so you'll find that routine is actually very important in all of the Stoic uh, scriptures that um, Tristan and I read. So uh, first quote I've got for this is, It is not things that trouble us, but our judgments about things. And that was Epictetus that said that. So having your own, co your own code of principles is important, like I talked about with Aang. Uh, without rules, we're just animals. Uh, Tristan mentioned Captain Sinbad, the YouTuber, in his vlogs. And I remembered, oh yeah, he does a lot of stoicism stuff. So I went back and watched him. Um, one thing he mentioned was the importance of creating routine. And for those of you who know, Jordan Peterson is a big uh, routine guy. And he, he always talks about fighting the chaos of life. And yeah. one way to do this is to clean your room. You, you guys know the drill. Um, it's the necessity of routine. I definitely had to clean up my room before this podcast. Yeah, I mean, same. <laughs> um, so it's like, it's routine which trains you to be consistent. Uh, the flows of emotions, you know, are really difficult to subdue if there's no consistency in the rest of your life. So my life, uh, this is why I failed a lot. My life is as chaotic as it can be for being so boring. And I don't mean that in a, you know, I'm not like, oh, I hate my life, it's boring. I I have a very steady, like, schedule about when I go to work, you know, when I see my wife. Um, I, 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 but, but things always somehow feel out of control. And that's because I'm not handling them in the way that I could be, you know, like having a morning routine, having a nighttime routine. Um, those are also things that are talked about a lot uh, by Marcus Aurelius and the others. Um, one thing I wanted to mention that I learned along the way, routine isn't just time. Time is probably the least important factor in this whole thing. You can't control time. Um, and if you try to, you lose your grip. And I, I thought of a more generic metaphor for this being, you know, the, the whole flowing down a river thing. Let's say you're like a leaf and you're just tumbling down the river. Um, if you If you try to control... Uh, the way things are flowing, you're just going to be wasting your energy. Uh, Bruce Lee has a famous quote about being water, my friend. Or he says something like yeah. that. Uh, yeah, and and I think all, I think that's a very stoic idea because the, the idea is of you reacting to your surroundings instead of trying to change those things. Uh, not you know trying to control the river. Um, you can just go with the flow, but work with yourself. Work yeah, with serenity. what's going on internally. Being able being able to uh, change what you can and accept what you cannot. Yes, because yeah, you can control your actions uh, within time, but um, 
you can control the way you react to your surroundings, but you don't control the time. You just make the best of it. And so that was my first point was chaos versus routine. Um, yeah. Tristan, did you have something else you wanted to yeah, talk about? Yeah, I really hate chaos. I hate it when I don't have, <laughs> I hate it when I don't have like a very clear thing to do. I did this in my stoicism vlogs. I have the, the Todoist app. And yeah. that is the best, one of the best things that has ever happened to me. I like being able to wake up and have this little list that says, oh, I have to do this, that, and the next thing today. And once I yeah. get all that done, I'm free. I can do what I want. It's right. I don't have uh, anything pressing on me to like get done. I hate, because I sometimes, you know, like anybody else, I forget I have to do stuff. An assignment for a class, something I have to go to, something I have to get done. Everybody forgets yeah. sometimes. But now what to yeah. do is, that's not a problem anymore. I just have to remember to write it down, and it'll eventually get done. But right. to do is it makes and you can uh, you can schedule everything. It's so nice, especially like uh, what happened to me a lot before the stoicism thing because I've lived in a couple of different places. I would have to like I remember my freshman year of college. I went out and I did my exams. This is my first semester. Did yeah. my exams. I was like, oh, finally. And my mom was coming to pick me up that day because I didn't have a car as a freshman. I was a little baby boy getting driven around by my mommy. Um, <laughs> and I was just like, all right. Now I have to make sure I have everything I can. I have everything I need to like go home and not be at school for like a couple of months. So I was running around my dorm. It's like, do I need this? Do I need that? Uh, can't leave this here. It's just like finally my mom got there and she had to come up all the way up and in front of all of my peers, like help me organize my stuff like I was some kind of a fucking toddler. I was just like, gosh, I hate this. <laughs> then I looked out. I looked out in the hallway. Everybody's mom was out there helping them get their shit together. I was like, okay, thank goodness. Yeah. And um, it's like, okay, this isn't so bad. So eventually, and of course, like, uh, I have a rule. Whenever I'm going anywhere, traveling anywhere, I always forget at least one thing because I'm just not as organized as I should be. And I yeah. realized I forgot my phone charger. So I had to go, had to like walk all the way to a convenience store once I got home, and then buy another charger. So a three-hour drive, home, buy a charger, finally get to go to bed. And yeah. this time, I really just didn't want that to happen. I was like, okay, this time, I'm going to get everything done beforehand. So I had, like, everything I needed to do in the to-do list. Because so I, I could schedule it for specific days. I was like, okay, I'm going to clean out the kitchen on the last day. Because I really like cooking. That, like, it, cooking relaxes me. I like eating, you know, I work out a lot. I need the food. So I'm yeah. going to clean the kitchen on the last day. That's the thing I'll do last because that's where I'll be last. I'm going to clean out my closet on this day. I'm going to clean out the bathroom on this day, except for the shower because I'll have to use that. I'm going to clean out everything by these days. And everything moved so much quicker when I finally did that. Because I knew, uh, I don't have any specific lines to reference this, but I knew, like, I read through uh, Meditations. I have a copy of Meditations with me, hardback meditations by the way and your copy of meditations is sick like mine's right. like this little paperback thing with a statue on the cover you whipped out yours in the vlog and i was like whoa that's awesome yeah. it's my it's my granddad's it's like the harvard classics collection my granddad that's went to my granddad went to yale because i didn't inherit any brains from my family um <laughs> so he, he had this really cool thing and he's just like one day i think my granddad looked at me like doing something stupid in his backyard and realized what a fucking shithead. Better give him this book so he gets his act together. Um, so I have that book. I can't reference any lines specifically because ever since I was... A, he gave it to me when I was a, like 11, 12 years old. And I kind of would like read through it, get bored, because I really liked, you know, storybooks, Redwall, and Percy Jackson. That was my right. shit growing up. The fun stuff. Yeah. So it was like yeah. philosophy was like not my thing as a teenager. Uh, 
because yeah. I was a teenager. But now I would like read through stuff, get bored, and put up. Then finally, I read all the way through it, and um, I can't reference any line specifically, but I know that Marcus Aurelius would say, "Hey, don't leave cleaning all this shit to the last day. Spread right. it out, think about it, and do it when you're supposed to do it, rather than when you feel like you should do it." That's what I. So yeah. even though like I was still taking some classes over the summer, which was a huge pain in the ass from COVID, and I was. Uh, Get, I still managed to get everything done. And I actually, I remember uh, every, almost every single time I had to move out of somewhere, I didn't sleep because I would have to stay up all night cleaning up my apartment. And this time, I was done by like 8.30. I went to bed at like 10. Moved mm-hmm. out. Had everything in my car. Had every, Well, most, I had like half my stuff in my car. And then another half of my stuff just in uh, some temporary storage. So I got everything out. And I was, I was home by like... Uh, 11 o'clock. My mom was like, what are you already doing here? Whenever you move out, you aren't home till like 2 o'clock in the morning. Uh, <laughs> she was more surprised than proud of me, which did hurt. But that's not, yeah, well. that's not the point. <laughs> uh, so that was really helpful. It was also helpful uh, going out to the compound. Because uh, there's, it's very far out. It's in a swamp in the middle of fucking nowhere. I had to uh, get internet out there. We've ne- we never had internet out there before. I had to get it out there. I had to dig out a trench for a DSL line because AT&T wanted me to do the work. Um, so I dug out the trench, and they came to put the line out there, and finally, for the first time ever, we had internet at the farm, which is crazy. Uh, it's mm-hmm. not good. It's still DSL. I get, like, less than 10 megabytes per second upload. But still, like, that's better than nothing. I can actually watch yeah. YouTube videos there. Can't watch yeah. Twitch, but I can watch YouTube. Um, we have a, a big pond out there, and there's a dam along it. We have a, a drain in the dam. And sometimes beavers like to come in the pond. They blo- they block off the drain. And to, as beavers do, they dam up the... It's fed by a creek. They dam up the creek. They dam up the pond. The water level rises. And that's really bad because it's near a highway. And uh, we have a, the long dam. It's all mostly made out of dirt. It's just a dirt dam with grass growing on it. So if the water completely flows over it, even though we have grass and plants growing there with roots, that won't stop it from eroding. So we'll just lose a lot of the pond the dam will flood over and it'll be really dangerous for the highway people could get hurt so i have to take that kind of responsibility even though i don't know these people i wish they would stop driving down the damn road it's so loud out there now i have to go into this shitty little drain this uh drain of corrugated metal and pull out a bunch of mud and sticks that a beaver smacked in there one day i'm gonna meet the beaver in there and it's i'm gonna we're gonna have some words i <laughs> catch that beaver outside one of these days it's on site. <laughs> it's on site with the beaver. It's so annoying. He put a fucking tree in there the other day. Just one whole ass tree. He took a tree down and put it in my drain. Why? Why has he got to do that to me? I picture it as that, uh, that uh, what is it? is it? I think it's a family guy thing where he like sees the chicken. And like every time they see each other, they have like this big, long, drawn out fight. That's just you and the yeah, beaver just like the- wailing on each other. Yeah, I've tried to trap him. I've tried to shoot him. I think I'm not legally allowed to shoot him, so for legal reasons, I missed. Um, <laughs> I mean, I didn't do anything. Uh, finally, I actually, I have little dogs out there, right? And we had this gator move in, an eight foot long gator. I was like, maybe I'll just let the gator live and he'll get rid of the beavers for me. Maybe this gator's finally going to be useful, but then, you know, my dogs love swimming. It's like, ugh, can't yeah, really meet my dogs. That's a little scary. Yeah. Neff is, or, um, Chris has met the dogs. I don't think he'd be happy about that. No, I would not. Yeah. I got scared when Neff disappeared that time. I was like, no, yeah. n- not on my watch. <laughs> Chris Chris uh, made it to the compound, and he came back alive. 
So anything yeah. you may have heard about other victims must not be true, I guess. <laughs> you may or may not have heard. Who knows? What was I let's, talking about? Stoicism. Let's get back right. to stoicism. <laughs> so stoicism. So I had, a lot, I had a lot to do out of the compound. I had just shit to dig out and shit to put away. Um, I got a whole bunch of plates and pots and pans from my buddy Zane. Shout out to him. Uh, not giving them back. Um, yeah, so I just had to clean out a lot of stuff and put it away. And finally, for the first time in my life, I managed to budget my time correctly using stoic principles of like waking up early, getting shit done on time, thinking about what's responsible to do rather than what you want to do. If I had yeah. my way, I would have done nothing but play melee and like drink 40s the entire time I was there. There were very, yeah. there was very little melee, and I had zero 40s. I did have other beer, but I had zero 40s. Um, and I managed to get so much more done. And although, like, maybe I didn't have as much fun as I would have playing Melee, but shit, if I, if I hadn't done it now, all I'd be doing right now is think about, oh, I didn't get this done, I didn't get that done. I'm, now I'm, I feel anxious, and it's like, oh, now I have schoolwork to do, too. This sucks, so I have to do my schoolwork and then find time to go back out to the compound, figure this shit out. I, ironically, if I didn't spend more time before, I'd have to waste even more time now to get this stuff done. So using yeah. stoicism principles, in the long, it's more about uh, doing stuff in the short term and reaping long-term benefits, which is nice. I, I actually have another point about that. Uh, I'm going to skip over my second one, but I'll go straight to the third one because it's actually relevant to this topic, which is the, uh, I call this one pleasure versus enjoyment. And so the quote I have for this was in one is an Epictetus quote. Whenever you see someone holding political power, set against it the fact that you yourself have no need of power. Whenever you see someone wealthy, observe what you have instead of that. And so, the idea is what Tristan was just talking about. Temporary pleasure uh, versus the idea of enjoyment or living in the moment. And a lot of people misconstrue this and try to, try to uh, turn it around to be a different kind of lifestyle, which I'll talk about in another bullet point. But right now, um, the, the you have to focus on the long term. Uh, for example, spending time with your family, um, which is temporary, unfortunately, uh, something that will go away, which I hate to say because I never want my parents to go away. I never but, want um, Chris's parents to go away either. <laughs> Chris's mother is a light bulb in this dark world. <laughs> my mom is a saint. So, you know, uh, sometimes we take our family or the people around us for granted, but um, yeah, this, is, this is a thing that creates a long-term happiness. Having a stronger support group, um, being able to have people that you love, and this is opposed to doing something which is, pr well, you know, pleasurable uh, in the in the temporary, like scrolling through Instagram, which is sometimes something I do when I'm with my family. And this is the exact opposite of being present and aware, because you're sort of taking this moment that you should be enjoying, and instead of you know spending it with the people that you love and you know bonding with these people, I'm doing something that's actually kind of worthless most of the time. Uh, there's nothing about looking at Instagram that gives me like a long-term happiness or strengthens my mind or anything. It's pretty much a waste of time. And I've tried to curate my social media uh, to become more productive. I'll probably make a video about this later on is like, can you be a stoic on social media or something like that? But uh, for now, I mean, maybe we'll you can, on. but also realistically, you should. Right. And so the, the stoics did not chase pleasure as Tristan yeah. talked about. They they would not drink 40s and play melee. Uh they didn't chase wealth or power. 
Uh, but instead, if those opportunities arose, you know, they sort of, it was, it was not that they chased them, it's that they came as a consequence of, oh, not a consequence, it sounds negative, but it came as, as a result of the good deeds that they did. So instead of setting very lofty abstract goals for yourself, like I want to be famous or I want lots of money, you know, instead you think about how you can work harder and in more ways you know, to f find different ways of making money or instead create lasting relationships with people that would domino into people holding you in higher regard and, you know, stuff like that. Once again, so it's like, it's not the goal, it's the the result. So don't think of things as like, you know, I, I someday I want to be famous. Think of it as like, um, it's you sort of wake up one day and, oh, you're famous because you've built all these lasting, healthy relationships with the people that you love. Um, and, yeah, so don't... I guess it's a forest for the trees kind of uh, metaphor there. But, yeah, it's yeah, pleasure actually, versus enjoyment. I have, a, I have a couple things I can talk about here. I was researching yeah. grad school the other day because I have a good degree and I've, you know, wanted to see if grad school was a viable option for me. I was thinking about applying. I was reading stuff about it. And uh, I read this one thing from somebody I follow on Twitter. Morgan is a wizard. Uh, she said, you can chase education all you want, but like when you're on your deathbed, are you going to be holding the hands of your loved ones or your degrees? And I think okay. that that kind of spoke to me because you can um, think a lot of people fall into a, a trap of like worshiping higher education because you yeah. get your degrees and you get your validation and everything. But it's more valuable to build like steady relationships with your family. You know, right. you can, and education is a, a very worthy endeavor. I don't want to seem like I'm anti-high education. If you can go to college, go to college. Because um, not everybody can do that. Don't squander that. Uh, but you should think about what else you can do other than college. You should never keep all your eggs in one basket. And I was raised Catholic. I went to a Catholic elementary school. And it's actually, it's very uh, odd how much crossover Catholicism has with Stoicism. Uh, because they talk about this sort of thing a lot, like a, a virtue in Catholicism is serenity. You know, you have the good grace to change the things that you can for the better, and the things that you can't change, you have to learn to let them go. Uh, you have to learn to honor, you honor thy mother and father, don't yeah. lie, don't steal, and you have to learn to put your, hold your family in high regard, because mm -hmm. that's what's really going to come, that's what really can come through for you uh, later on in life. Yeah. That's good. I like that. I, I do think religion has a lot to do with things like this. Um, I reckon. I reckon that a lot of uh, uh, theologists have definitely looked into different branches of Stoicism. I know for a fact yeah. that like a uh, there's a lot of a uh, Buddhist and Hinduist uh, crossover with Zen philosophy, which I'm also mm -hmm. in, which I also did some reading on, and I might talk about uh, in a different podcast. Stay yeah. tuned. Um, I think what we should do. Uh, I have two more points to talk about i think what we should do is we can wrap this one up and then we can make a second one okay um and split this into two yep because we have so much to talk about yeah all right so Mount meditations yeah stoicism stoicism part one part two in right now